And now before we get into the Bears 2020 draft grade. Everyone at home, grab your footballs and throw it 10 yards sideways in memory of Mitch Trubisky and his time as a Bears starter. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Nick Foles is coming, Grassy. And today we are going to finish off the draft grades for the last of the NFC North teams, the Chicago Bears. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout and thank you to two brand new Patreons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. First, we got Martin Salzberg. Thank you, my friend. And then Kyle Lowney. Thank you for joining the Bart Star or the Beer Masters tier. Much appreciated. Check out patreon.com slash Comedy if you would like to support me and get some cool rewards. Uh, the Bears are tough to grade because, first, they didn't really have a lot of draft picks, you know, because of all the trades that they did, Khalil Mack and all that stuff. But um, I think that with the picks that they got, there were some that I really, really liked, and then there were some that were really not so good. In that, I feel like the Bears and the Packers draft is similar. And what I mean by that is that the guys that were picked, that there were some future picks, there were some that addressed needs. I think that the Bears did a better job of addressing the holes in their team than the Packers did. But the quality of the player that they got, uh, obviously, again, we're just looking at this without them paying, playing a snap in the NFL. But let's get into the, the draft grade. So they didn't have a first-round pick again. Uh, and so in the second round, their first pick was Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Now... <laughs> This brings the total amount of tight ends to the Bears at 10. We got 10 tight ends, people. 10. Now, it's obvious that the vast majority of these tight ends are not going to make the team as they're going to be cut before the season, which we will hopefully have. But you have Jimmy Graham, who just signed a two-year deal, and you're paying him $16 million, and then you're bringing in Cole Komet. I don't hate the move, because you need some youth and you need some stability at that position without having people worried if they're going to get injured or not. But my the bigger question is, like, that's fine. If you want to bring in Jimmy Graham and hope Komet learns from him, great. My question, why are you giving Jimmy Graham so much money? Why are you giving him so much money? Now, obviously, they could cut their losses after one year, but it just doesn't really make a whole ton of sense to me that you're bringing in a guy like Jimmy Graham who, you know for the past three years, did not show up for the Green Bay Packers. And the Bears played him twice a year, and they're like, yeah, that's our guy. Let's bring him in. And even if he's a stopgap, stop paying the stopgap so much money. Now, the actual player himself, Cole Komet. It was really nice. I saw the video online of how him reacting to being a bear and, you know, people driving past their house, and that was nice. But 2019 at 43 receptions, 515 yards, six touchdowns. He had 6'6". He ran a 4.74". He reminds me a lot of Jay Sternberger coming out of college. He's definitely not known for his blocking, but definitely can be a receiving threat. I don't know how much playing time he is going to get considering all the other tight ends on the team. I can see him being used more as a rotational guy, or maybe they could just throw him right out there in the beginning and and see how he does. But 
right now you don't got a blocking tight end with Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. So, yeah, that doesn't help the offensive line hole. So I understand people really going after this pick and they're not really happy with it. There was rumors that maybe Komet would have been drafted in the first. So for value, I don't think it's necessarily bad for the actual pick itself, meh. But just basing this off of Cole Komet, I think they got a good, solid player. Uh, and one of these tight ends should work out. Then, with their second pick in the second round, this is where I really, really like this. Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah. Here's the big downside with Jalen Johnson. I actually liked him a lot. He's had three shoulder surgeries. That's a big concern for me, but I think that this is not only a great pick because they're getting a great player, but it addresses a massive need and making that secondary a little bit better. 2019, the guy had 11 passes defended and two interceptions, and he had four interceptions back in 2018. The Bear, What makes the Bears so good on defense is that they have a great rushing attack in which they're constantly able to get after the quarterback, and that secondary is pretty damn good as well. They had some holes at cornerback, which now they are filling and addressing. But what makes them so good is that their secondary can be literally mediocre because their front seven is so good. Now, that being said, if Jalen Johnson is healthy, this is one of the best pickups that the Bears could have possibly made. There's a lot of risk that comes with this pick, but I think they did a great job of finding talent, and it's just a matter of hopefully he stays on the field for him. Then, with their next pick in the fifth round, they had Travis Gibson, the edge out of Tulsa. Last year, had 15 tackles for a loss, eight sacks, two forced fumbles. What I liked about him is that he got better every single year that he was actually on the field. Uh, but for me, he's definitely going to be a development player. And this is where, like, I feel like it's a little unfair to the Bears because, like, a lot of people are crapping all over their draft. And listen, sometimes the Bears deserve to get crapped on. But... Here, you have two guys that you picked in the second round, and then you're not picking until the fifth round and then the seventh round. So there's only so much that you could possibly get here. Now, obviously, you can find those diamonds in the rough. The Bears are actually pretty good at doing that. But with Gibson, I think they got a good developmental player. They already have a ton of edge rushers in which they have a ton of talent, and now this adds a little bit more depth to it. I do not hate this pick. Then, with their fourth pick in the fifth round, they went with... Kendall Vildor, the cornerback out of Georgia Southern, ran a 4-4-4-40. That was a lot of fours. Did have an ankle injury, but had 27 tackles, three for a loss, two interceptions, and six passes defended. Uh, I also saw he was pretty good in man coverage as well. Again, I think that this is them addressing a need and filling a hole and getting some depth back in the cornerback uh, roster. This is another development guy for me, though, but I think that this guy could work out pretty good for him. Then with their third, fifth round pick, they went with Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver out of Tulane, and this man is fast. He went 4.38 for his 40. He had 48 receptions for 713 yards and five touchdowns. He was better in 2018, known for his yards after the catch, but his drops were kind of what plagued him a little bit. This guy, um, yeah, he's he obviously could be utilized for his speed, but this guy is going to have to sit for a while, I think. And I think that the Bears definitely need to get better at wide receiver. Uh, they also need to get better at offensive line. Uh, and at this point in the fifth round, they haven't really addressed that, similar to the Packers, who obviously didn't address a wide receiver and didn't address, address O-line until the sixth round. And so, yeah, I think uh, this guy's going to have to sit a little bit. But 
you know, he has those tangibles. He has those that speed. So you take a risk on him. Then they only had two picks left in the seventh round. So with pick 226, they went with Arlington Hambright, the offensive guard out of Colorado. Uh, he was a left tackle originally. Then he moved over into guard. He missed seven games in 2018. Uh, the way I looked at this is that this was pretty damn late to address O-line. They needed offensive line help. And this is what I mean by they were similar to the Packers. The Bears walking into this, I think their number one need besides cornerback was to address the offensive line. They don't do it until the seventh round, which is pretty damn risky and ballsy. If they hit on it, it's a home run. If they don't, then it's going to be a problem. And the Packers, they just never picked a wide receiver, and they didn't address offensive line until the sixth round. And so I don't hate this pick because it fulfills a need, but again, these guys are going to need to develop, and that is the same exact thing with their final guy, with his has the most awesome name, Lachavius Simmons, the offensive guard out of Tennessee State. What I like about this guy is that while he's going to definitely have to be a guy who sits and develops, he's played left tackle, left guard, and right tackle, so he could be moved all along that line. So, with that being said, the Bears did not have a ton of picks. But... I would argue that their defense, for the most part, is pretty damn solid, that they don't need the draft to make their defense unstoppable because it kind of already is. They spent a, uh, a high-valued pick addressing the secondary, and, you know, they got some depth in the later rounds. But they really didn't have a whole lot to work with. So if I'm just grading the players that they got, I have to be honest, I'm going to give them the same grade as the Packers and give them a B-. minus. I know that people, that will probably ruffle some feathers, but I think their best pick by far was Jalen Johnson, who I'm really, really afraid of, uh, and Gibson. I, I would say that those two guys are, are the biggest pickups that I think could really threaten the Packers and could you know make some waves. I think their defense is still going to be really damn good this year, but... Um, the fact that they didn't address offensive line in the second, you know, that that's a little bit questionable, but I can't just grade them on the fact that they didn't fill needs because if I did that with the Packers, they would have gotten an F. So, yeah, I think the amount of talent that they got, uh, I think it's about a B minus. But again, we're not going to know a few years from now when we actually see them take the field, you know, like Trubisky. I'm sure a lot of people thought he was going to be good. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!